You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 289 with Amber Sandberg. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to do today's episode. I'm going to be talking to you about Disney, specifically Genie Plus. As you guys know, I am a travel agent. If you did not know that, I am a luxury travel agent, and I truly love sending my clients to Caribbean and Mexico, and that's kind of my jam. Um, I am not a diehard Disney fan. Um, So what I do when I help my clients with Disney, I team up with my travel agency's Disney expert, and you get two travel agents for the price of zero. It's free. Okay. I will go into that um, later on. But um, when you hear me talking, I want you to realize that this is why I team up with our Disney expert because she lives and breathes Disney. She goes off and she knows it. Why I'm doing today's episode is because I think a lot of moms will relate to my experience, how I am, even though I'm a travel agent, um, but I do like to specialize in the Caribbean and Mexico. And so I wanted to go and see how this is because I could see how confusing Genie Plus could be for all these moms trying to figure this out. Okay. So again, like I said, I'm not a diehard Disney fan. Um, and just because I'm a travel agent doesn't mean Genie Plus wasn't confusing for me. Um, Disney has changed things uh, in the past couple years. And if you haven't been on top of it, you you may not really understand what the changes are, what does it mean. And, and that is where I like came into play because I was like, well, how do you even do this? Like what is happening? I don't know if this is worth it. So I'm going to break this all down for you guys. Um, cause it did cause me a little bit of stress before going, uh, because I was just trying to figure out like, how can I figure this all out before I leave? Cause I don't want to be doing this while I'm on vacation. So first I want to say if Disney is not your jam, but your kids are begging you to go, this is a perfect episode for you. Um, if you have not gone to Disney since they rolled out genie plus, this is the perfect episode for you. And if you don't want to spend hours researching information to make your trip amazing, this is where I highly recommend using a travel agent like myself, and I will team you up with my Disney expert. So keep that all in mind. You get off this episode and you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, like I'm just as confused as I was when I started. That means you want to have help, okay, with your trip. All right. So if you are not aware, like I said, that I'm a travel agent, um, my main, my main destinations are the Caribbean and Mexico. Um, so when I say that I'm going to Disney, it's all new to me, especially because they've rolled this all out. It's like starting over. It's like, I don't go to Disney all the time. I don't know the parks in the back of my hand. So if you're a person who doesn't go to Disney all the time and you're kind of like, yeah, I totally know how to do this. I've been going there my whole life. I've been there 26 times. Like this is a breeze. I can do this in my sleep. Like, okay, this you, you still probably will get information out of this episode because a genie plus that's new. It doesn't matter that you've been 26 times. So you still will get something out of this, but really, uh, this is for the moms that are just kind of like, I don't know what I'm signing myself up for. Like, is this worth it? I'm kind of, you know, exhausted before we've even left. This is for you. Okay. So let's move forward a little bit with travel agents. Just so you guys understand, if you want to work with me, what happens is if you stay on a Disney property and go to Disney parks, then we get paid through Disney. So it is, it costs nothing to you 
So there's no fee, there's no nothing, but you have to stay on Disney property and go to the Disney parks in order for us to get paid. When I bring on my colleague, who's a Disney expert, um, we work together and there's not an extra fee by both of us working together. You really get the best of two worlds. You get me and my view on things and my understanding of someone who is not you know, living and breathing Disney to give you that perspective. And then you're also getting her expertise and her love for Disney and that she lives and breathes for it. And so you get her take on it. And I think it like marries each other really, really well. So to me, it's a no brainer and it costs nothing to you. So to me, it's like, why don't we have somebody help you and make your trip more seamless and easy? Why not? So keep that in mind when I'm talking to you about this. But if you want to figure all of this out on your own, go for it. If you're like, I don't really want to deal with another person trying to plan my trip. I want to spend lots and lots of hours researching and reading all the blogs possible. Cool. Like there are people that are like that. I totally get it. So with that said, I'm going to come at this episode as a mom who doesn't live and breathe Disney. So keep that in mind and just give you a real picture of what it's like going to Disney um, as of 2022. So uh, Genie Plus has replaced fast passes and it costs money. So the fast passes were free before, but the Genie Plus is $15 per person per park. Okay. So just kind of wrap your mind around that. So fast passes do not exist anymore. Genie Plus has replaced that. And not only has it replaced it, you have to pay a fee, $15 per person per park. Now you have another option. You have a thing that's called the lightning pass. That is for only a few rides, which I'll go into later. And that costs, it can range. I I don't know what the lower range is, but I think 15 is the top. And that's per person for that ride. You do not need Genie Plus to do the lightning pass. So I'll just give you an idea. The Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios costs money if you want to do the lightning pass. But you do not need the Genie Plus in order to purchase that specific ride. Okay, so let me back up. So Genie Plus has replaced Fast Passes. So what that means is you get to go in the lightning lanes when you use your Genie Plus. So when you think about like, if you know what the Fast Passes are and you would go through this line, that's what that is. You get to go through that fast, the fast lane, which is called the lightning lane. Okay. So I do want to say Disney does get you because not all the rides are a Genie Plus option. So I won't go into all of that um, right now. But for example, if you are at Magic Kingdom and you want to do the Seven Dwarfs ride, you can't use Genie Plus. You would have to then buy an extra pass called the Lightning Pass. And then that can range um, in price. But let's just say it might range from $12 to $15. It just depends on the ride. I think the most expensive is 15 for Disney World. So then you have to think about that's $15 per person for the ride. So if you have four people, that's going to be $60. And that's going to be on top of Genie Plus. Um, so just keep that in mind. There's only a couple rides for each park that is not in Genie Plus that you would have to get the Lightning Pass for and pay extra. Um, but that is something that can throw things into... Uh, confusion because you're like, oh, I thought I was okay. And then you're like, no, not really. Again, this is where having a travel agent, or if you do want to just do that research, you can figure out all those rides that do not fall in the Genie Plus. Um, Or if you don't want to pay, then you can just wait in line 
And the thing is many times those wait times are 75 minutes or higher. So then you have to decide, is it worth your time or is it worth the money? Um, and if I'm already losing you um, with all of this, this is why you need the travel agent to help you. But hang in there if you um, want to get an overall picture and you kind of feel like you are getting a grasp of what I'm saying. Um, so another thing that I learned the hard way is I waited to buy Genie Plus because I wasn't sold on it when I first bought the tickets. But when I finally decided to go back in and add them on, I didn't just pay for the Genie Plus. I had to then pay for the difference in the cost of tickets, which really frustrated me. Um, so I didn't realize that was going to happen. So know that if you decide to wait, you will have to pay that extra cost. So in my opinion, that kind of sucks. So you have to really think about, do you want to get Genie Plus or not when you're buying the tickets? Um, also, you get taxed on the Genie Plus. So let me break this down. So I have a family of four that would cost 60 bucks for Genie Plus for each park day plus the tax, and then whatever the price difference is. So say I spent $106 per ticket uh, when I purchased the ticket. And then say a few months goes by and now the tickets are 110. I'm just using very random numbers. And that means I now have to pay $4 per ticket to make up the difference times four people on top of buying the Genie Plus for each person, which is $15 per person plus tax and then apply that to the parks that you want to use it on. Um, so just something to think about if you are on the fence or if you're just like, I want to do it, then just, I would get it when you buy the tickets to keep it easy. Now, what I realized when I was reading the blogs and all that kind of stuff, some people just like to add it on each day, but just know that you're going to add on that price difference. So if the price has gone up a lot that day, you're paying the difference, which to me really stinks. So I think you just have to decide, do you want to just be done with it and out of your mind? Or do you want to be thinking, do I really want to do this or not? So if you think you're going to do Genie Plus, go ahead, buy it ahead of time and don't get hit with the difference. I will say, I don't feel like you need it for Animal Kingdom. It did come in handy, especially in Pandora, um, doing the Avatar stuff. Now the Avatar ride itself, you have to use a lightning pass. We did not end up going on that ride. I did not want to wait the time and I didn't want to pay for it. So we didn't do it. I picked, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Navi, uh, Navi River Journey or Navi, I think it's N-A-V-I um, Journey. That was really cool. You can use Genie Plus. That was my first ride I selected. And then the Safari is another one that people like to select, especially in the morning because the animals are out. So you could pick that. So Animal Kingdom though, to me, I don't know if it's worth it. Like, yes, I did benefit from having it, but do I feel like it's worth it? I, I'm not sure. So Magic Kingdom for sure is worth it. And it made such a huge difference because there's so many rides where Animal Kingdom just doesn't have you know, the same amount of rides. So then it's like, I don't know if it's really worth paying $15 per person. Again, that's where it, it comes in handy to be like, what do you really want to do? Prioritize that, talk to a travel agent, or if you're not talking to a travel agent, just really think about what is it that you want to do? And um, and the, here's the thing with Genie Plus. It's not always a guarantee that you're going to get all the rides. So you have to know that um, going into it. Um, but again, like it, it just it just depends. I think for Magic Kingdom, to me, it's a no-brainer. Like there's so many rides. I feel like it was completely worth it. Animal Kingdom, I'm kind of like, well, now that I've done Magic Kingdom, I can see like 
you kind of like run out of, run out of options in Animal Kingdom to like use your Genie Plus. Like that's kind of what I felt because like Everest, it's a roller coaster. It was a five minute wait. We hit that in the early in the morning. You could use the Genie Plus for that, but I'm like, I didn't even need to do that. So this is the kind of example that I'm giving you. Um, so now I'm going to walk you through what it looks like the day of. So how it works is when you're there, you're going to open up your Disney Experience app. So you always you already want to have that on your phone. <clears throat> Excuse me, and you're going to go to where it says tip board. And that will be on the left side. When you're looking at the app, it will say my day on the right tip board. So T I P tip board on the left, you click that tab and then you will see the rides and the attractions and the wait times and then the time slots for genie plus. And so before 7am, you can do this at 7am. If you're staying on property or not, that is my understanding. I, 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 I've heard that. So I, don't know if they will change that. That's why I'm tripping over myself because I feel like things can change all the time. And so, um, but as of now, you can get, you can do that at 7 a.m. if you're on property or off property. So before 7 a.m., get on, refresh it. And then when it hits seven o'clock, make sure you know what you want to grab and then grab that first time slot. So again, if you have no idea what rides are popular, what is best for what age range, this is where you really want to do your like homework ahead of time or, you know, get a travel agent, have them walk you through all of this. So for example, my girls had just turned eight and 11. So they were wanting to do bigger rides. So at 7am, when we went to magic kingdom, I grabbed space mountain and that, that ride can get really long for its wait time. So that's why I wanted to grab it. Um, but if I had younger kids, maybe I would have wanted to do Winnie the Pooh and that too can have long wait time. So I do want to add, do not bank on getting times later in the day for rides that you truly want. It can be a gamble, especially if the parks are really busy. You may not be able to even get a ride on Genie Plus. So for sure, you want to prioritize and then get those rides like locked and loaded like in the morning because they just might run out of times. And 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 so if you're thinking, oh, I'll do this later, it may never come about. So think about the rides you really want to do and that you don't want to miss out on and pick those first and then decide which rides are you willing to stand in line for. And then that will help you map out your day. And then once you have your time that you selected, it will give you an hour window to ride. So say I picked 815 for Space Mountain, then I would have from 815 to 915 to ride that ride. Then you would select another ride. Once you've scanned into that ride, it will then allow, or if it's been two hours. So it has to be two hours, or if your ride has been the two hour mark, it will let you um, check in. Now, I noticed with Magic Kingdom, it was slightly different than with Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. It, it wouldn't let us even, um, I couldn't pick another ride until two hours after the park had opened. So if the park opened at eight o'clock, I couldn't do the next one until 10, even if I rode a ride before 10 a.m. Animal Kingdom, it opened at 7.30. I couldn't pick anything until 9.30, even if I rode a ride before 9.30. So hopefully that makes sense. And then you can book every two hours, like a ride, okay? So by having the Genie Plus, we were able to ride so many rides. I will say that at Magic Kingdom, um, we did not do the seven dwarfs. I didn't want to pay the extra money and I didn't want to wait in a line 75 minutes or longer. And that's where you do have to decide that. Also, we, um, we went when it wasn't insanely busy. 
So I can't say this enough. With a travel agent, they can help you figure out when to go to Disney. That and it's not as crazy busy. So if you're not familiar with this, like you're just like, I really have no idea. Because here's the thing: there's a lot of things going on at Disney that you don't even realize. Like you may be like, well, it's during school, and so it should be fine. But like I purposely did not go to Hollywood studios when it was May 4th, because it's may the force be with you. You know, it's May 4th at plan words with star Wars. Well, everything star Wars is at Hollywood studios. So we went the day before. Well, the next day would be insanely busy if you're a star Wars fanatic. And so it's those kind of things you kind of need to know what is happening because they could be closing magic kingdom down early because they have an event happening and you don't even realize, Oh, the park's closing at 5 PM instead of 9 PM or whatever it may be. So you do need to do your due diligence. If you're going to do this on your own to figure out what is happening during those timeframes, because you could go at a time that you're thinking it's okay. And then come to find out something throws a wrench into your plans. Um, so, and I do want to say that if you're not staying on property, then getting there slightly before the park opens and heading to a ride you really want to do, especially if it's only a lightning pass um, that costs extra money is really beneficial. So for example, for Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance is a ride that you can only get at, with a lightning pass for the extra cost. So if you don't want to spend that money, then head to that ride right away in the morning to avoid longer wait times. Um, if you are staying on property, you have earlier hours so that you can go and beat the crowds, which I think is very beneficial. Um, and then you can go hit those rides that would have a longer wait time and you don't have to waste your genie plus. So I do think that really comes in handy. Um, it worked for us for Rise of the Resistance. I did not pay for the lightning pass. Um, it just, it was luck. The ride had closed down for whatever. And we happened to be heading back there to go check it out. And we saw people were lining up. So we're like, oh, it's opening up again. So we decided, all right, we probably won't be waiting under 60 minutes at the, uh, like, at this point. So let's do it. Cause it was a 60 minute wait. And we decided to stand in line. What's really cool about Disney, I do feel like they try to keep you inside that you're not just in the glaring sun and, you know, being overheated. And there is, you're like almost in a cave for Rise of the Resistance. It's really cool. And they've made it, um, to, like have neat things to look at while you're standing in there and it's cool. It's not hot. Um, but I will say it is an amazing experience. It's nothing that I've ever seen before at Disney. So I can see why people love it and it's worth paying for if you think, you're like, I'm not going to stand in a 75 minute plus like wait. And so I would highly recommend it. And um, especially if you're a Star Wars fan, I do want to add that once you get the hang of using Genie Plus, it's not as overwhelming as it seems. You just need to find your rhythm. So I just want to encourage you guys that if you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know, this sounds really stressful and a lot of work. It does get easier once you're kind of like, okay, I kind of got like an idea of how this goes. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is I can't tell you how many long lines we avoided because of you using Genie Plus. Um, I almost felt bad passing all the people standing in the really long lines because we were just kind of whizzing by them. The other thing that I wanted to say is, and I've read this on blogs, a lot of rides were closed down temporarily more than I've ever seen. And it's pretty frustrating and I have no idea why they're having so many issues. Um, but I want to say if you have a Genie Plus for a ride and it's closed during your window, how it works is you will get this different pass. I'm totally blanking on it. It's kind of like multiple experience. It's it, There's a different term for it that will show up in your app, kind of like where you're looking at your Genie Plus stuff. And um, what it will do is it will give you that 
kind of pass to use at any time. So to me, that kind of comes in handy. So for example, we had Splash Mountain and it was closed. So then later on, we were riding Big Thunder Mountain, which was right by Splash Mountain. Or, yeah, Splash Mountain. And so we decided, hey, let's go use um, our pass because we, we didn't have to use it at a, a specific time. And we didn't have to wait in line either. So that was perfect. Um, so then we were able to ride two rides that are usually like long waits. It just worked out for us. Um, so I just want to like let you guys know that if that happens, that is what they do to fix that problem. Because at first I was like, wait, what? We're losing this. And then now what? Like we're not even gonna be able to do Splash Mountain and we just used our Genie Plus and now what are we doing? So, and then if you find, you know what? We don't really wanna do Splash Mountain. Just for example, you're like, let's use this for something else. You can totally do that, which is kind of cool. Um, but I will say you cannot use that on Lightning Pass, like Lightning Pass rides. So, I, we couldn't use that special pass and then go on seven dwarfs because that's a lightning pass option. You can only use it within genie plus options or rides that are not even on genie plus just to give you an idea. Um, so I think the thing is that I do want to like point out for me when it was extremely busy, you know, if it's extremely busy, that is stressful. I, I think with having so many people, I think that eats up Genie Plus options and people are getting frustrated. And so if you go when it's not so busy, I feel like it's more ideal for you to ride the rides that you want to ride. So this is my suggestion to you, like, especially for all of you moms that are like, do I even really want to do this? But my kids are begging me and I really want to take them. Um, try not to go when it's extremely busy and also have expectations that things may not work out how you want and prepping the kids for that as well and trying to be flexible as possible. That all truly helped. I kind of told the kids like, Hey, we're going to try to do as much as we can. I just don't know how this is all going to work out. So I just need you guys to know this. Um, also I'll say to the character dining, I didn't get in any, um, that was okay. Uh, again, I, I, you know, I know you guys are probably like, oh my gosh, how many times are you going to say use a travel agent? The thing is when you use a travel agent, they will book your dining and they will do your, their best to get in because you have to wake up early. And if you're not in Eastern time, then it's an hour early, two hours early, three hours earlier to get up, to get those time slots. So I'm just letting you know, that's where that comes in handy that you're not having to do all that because if you don't get up early to get those, you're not going to get the dining um, plans, or you can watch and see if people cancel, which happens, but then you're kind of just waiting and seeing, and then constantly looking. And, you know, is, is that something that you really want to, you know, put your time to? Um, I also suggest having down days for us. We don't like to go back to back to parks. So if you have the opportunity to take a down day to like do a pool day, or maybe just go to Disney Springs and just kind of like walk around and not just be like, go, go, go. I think that really helps. It's a lot of walking, especially for kids, especially if they're not in strollers. And if it's hot, I feel like it's just nice to not just go, go, go. And I feel like my family really benefited from that and just gave them like a little bit of breathing space to just be, not be standing in lines all day and then going from one ride to another and it being super hot and walking around. Um, so that's a suggestion I have. Um, now, if it does not bother you to like go crazy and go back to back, or you're just like, I'm just tight on time. I can't do it. Then 
you got to do what you got to do. Um, but it helped us to just kind of go strong when we were in the parks. So I, I just saw so many kids losing their minds and it just makes it hard for the parents when the kids are losing their marbles, you know, and then it, it just, it doesn't make it fun for everybody else. And so sometimes you just need to build in a buffer or downtime so that you can get your second wind. And I know Disney is expensive and I know people want to get their money's worth, but if you can take some kind of break, even if it's not a full day, I think it just allows for a better experience overall and then in better attitudes so that everybody's not just like crying, melting down, blaming each other. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you see that a lot. And it's just like, if you can have some kind of break, even if you can't take two down days, maybe take one down day in the middle of your week just to kind of give you a reprieve. Um, a few things I want to add, make sure you're drinking enough water, apply sunscreen and reapply. It is so hot and sunny. I, it's so easy to get burnt, especially for the kids. So bring hats, especially for the kiddos and, um, just make sure that they're already, that, I mean, that they're always blocked. I mean, because sometimes you don't even realize how much you're in the sun. And then you're like, whoa, we're like starting to get red. And I really tried to make sure I was keeping uh, sunscreen on everyone. And I would take advantage of standing in a line, applying sunscreen on everyone. Um, you know, so it, it, we're already just sitting there. So that's a perfect time to do it. I would highly recommend bringing ponchos because they're very expensive at Disney. We got drenched and really only our shoes got drenched because we had the ponchos on. Uh, it just, it rained for so long. Um, and, and it was raining hard. So our shoes were drenched, but I was thankful that we had the ponchos and that kept our clothes dry and also wear comfortable shoes. I clocked 22,000 steps at magic kingdom, uh, just to give you an idea. So you really don't want to be like, Oh, I'm going to wear adorable shoes that are not practical. No, wear your most comfortable shoes because your feet will feel it by the end of the day. I don't normally even have issues with my feet, but I could feel I think by the second park day, I, I could feel it in my heel or something, which I normally never feel. It's just, and my calves were getting tight and I had good running shoes on that have good cushion. So just keep that in mind, especially with the kids, if they're not in a stroller, like that, they have really good gym shoes on, um, that will make a difference that, you know, their feet and their legs are not hurting as much. So that's something that really stood out to me. Um, and so I hope all these tips have helped you. And I hope that you're not as overwhelmed as you were before you started. Um, you guys can always email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. Or if you follow me on IG, you can find me at mominspiredliving and feel free to DM me any questions. I would love to help you. If you want to plan a uh, trip to Disney um, and make it as seamless as possible, reach out to me. Again, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. And I would love to help you um, along with my colleague that is the Disney expert. And we can just make this trip amazing, as seamless as possible so that you don't have to stress out. You don't have to be overwhelmed and you don't have to be doing, you know, all these hours of research on blogs and stuff to try to figure out like, what do you need to do and when do you need to do it? And what's the best thing, um, to do and where's the best place to eat and all these things. Um, this is where travel agents really come in handy. So take advantage of it. I hope this episode helped you. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and I'll see you next week. <laughs>